0: Talking shit with a Yank and a Brit. do do Hello. Hi. I really tried to, like, be peppy to cover my tiredness, and I think it came off as not Weird. confident. Not confident. <laughs> <laughs> Lacking in confidence. Need to be more assertive. <laughs> I
1: enjoyed it. I thought, yeah, I thought it was quite peppy.
0: Thanks. Well. Pepperino. Sometimes short and sweet and staccato, like that's a music term, right? Staccato, just really, yep. pull, just, just really quick. Hello, really, hey, welcome to the podcast. This is our podcast, and if you're listening, that means you meant to tune in, so I don't think we need to say a lot about it, but just by way of intro, I'm Kate, that's Gemma, Hi. and we like to talk shit about stuff and things.
1: Yeah. We cover a variety of topics really. Um you know, anything we from we've we've covered many differences between the UK and the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hence
0: the Ink and a Brit. That was kind of you, you know yeah. main focus of this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we've kind of run out of those now. So turns out we're very similar in a lot of
0: ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, um, you know, men's women, men's women's. <laughs> <laughs> Do that <bit> again. <laughs> women's issues. Yeah. <laughs> men's issues. Men's women's issues. Men's <laughs> and women's issues. Menzies. And menzies. <laughs> um, we've done some music-based stuff.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: crazy law-based stuff. Uh, what was? What's one of your favorite episodes? I realize I've never asked you this
1: oh good question
0: putting you on the spot yeah i
1: don't know off the top of my head hold on (laughs) as we both go
0: to our podcast list (laughs) to remind ourselves of our episodes i mean i enjoyed doing the scientology episode with you which was our
1: season finale (laughs) Yeah, that was uh, where we investigated inside L. Ron's Hubbard. Yep. Uh, yep yeah, that was a good one. one. Um, We've had a couple
0: of guests, mostly just friends and family. <laughs> yep. <yeah. laughs> Big fans of nepotism here on the pod. <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, we love it. Um, Yeah, we like to just talk shit about random topics, but most recently we have been covering stories of inspirational women um and today i've got a i've got another story for you kate goody another story
0: to make me feel like i haven't done enough in yeah. my life,
1: <laughs> and this one definitely will <laughs> oh great <right. laughs> but will also make you possibly appreciate the time we're living in
0: so okay cool Lay it on me. Let's hear
1: about this bitch. All right. So this lady is called Lise Meitner.
0: Oh, her. No, I don't know anything about her. Okay. (laughs) I was like, oh, (laughs) she knows. No. (laughs) Though, uh, quick question before we get started. Mm. Are you going to tell me something about her that I'm like, no shit, she's the one who did that? Um, maybe? Maybe. Oh, okay. Well, I'll stop trying to guess now.
1: I mean, I'm going to tell you what she did before I start the story, because otherwise you'll just be like, why am I listening to all this crap? So <laughs> just <laughs> it takes a while to get <laughs> to make it worth it, sure. <laughs> so Lise, or I should say, she was born Elise, so Lise, yeah, Lise, Lise might not. Um, she was the co-discoverer of nuclear fission and was unfairly overlooked for the Nobel Prize in its discovery
0: that pisses me, that happens so much damn it (laughs) it does which which man was here while this happened we'll give it to him
1: basically yeah Um, Yeah. it's kind of like Margot Robbie being overlooked at the Oscars Mm. for for Barbie Not that I've seen Barbie yet. I still haven't seen it. Oh, you haven't? No. Mm. No. I want to, but I'm waiting for it to come free on a streaming service, you know?
0: It's on HBO Max. Do you guys not have HBO Max? No. Do you want to borrow my login? Yes, please. Okay, (laughs) my email is. (laughs) (laughs) I'll share it with you
1: later. You can try logging in. (laughs) Thanks. Right. So, Lise Meitner was born. Elise Meitner. On the 7th of November, 1878, in Vienna, Austria, to a Jewish family. Aw, so that mm. would
0: make her a Virgo? No. Scorpio? Scorpio, I think.
1: Scorpio. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't look like up a... the star sign.
0: <laughs> God damn it. fuck's sake. I'm not it's going important to me. Trend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Okay, okay, she was the third of eight children. Jesus. Is there are only a few. Um, and her father was a chess master called Philip Meitner, and he was one of the first Jewish lawyers admitted to practice in Austria. Mm. Um, the only information I can find on her mum was that she was called Hedwig, which <laughs> is also the name of Harry Potter's owl for <laughs> you fellow Potterheads out there. Do you think they
0: that J.K. Rowling just as a big fan of Lise and her family, and yeah. this is a shout-out to
1: her. Probably, yeah.
0: I guess there's Hedwig in the Angry Itch, too, though, so it's not like it's a totally abnormal name, right?
1: No. But she's probably a fan of nuclear fission, I would have thought. I, I,
0: that's where my mind went, obviously. Uh, who isn't? <laughs> um, So you're telling me, though, that not only was Lise overlooked in, like, the Nobel Prize for nuclear fission, but her mom we only literally the world only gets her first name yeah that's
1: and having so, eight children yeah <laughs> yeah that's <what> <laughs> did—just pumping children out why do we hate women so much I know. <laughs> so she was a clever little cookie um and her research began at age eight um and she was particularly interested in mathematics and science and kept a little notebook of her records under her pillow like a little cutie
0: i wouldn't have been her friend
1: <laughs> no, me neither.
0: <laughs> I'm like, are you Sorry. doing mesh? <laughs> <laughs> You're a nerd. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: So she graduated from primary school in eighteen ninety two, but in Vienna at the time, women were not allowed to attend college or secondary school until okay.
0: eighteen ninety seven. Jeez, okay.
1: So she didn't go to secondary school, um, and the only career available to women at this time was teaching, so she trained as a French teacher. But in 1899, uh, Meitner began taking private lessons with two other young women, and crammed in the missing eight years of secondary education into just two fucking years.
0: Wait, but at that point, she could have gone to college.
1: Yeah. Right? I'm guessing maybe she was... She felt
0: Too old. Too old. Yeah, Yeah. I guess she would have had to go to secondary school first, which would have been really annoying at that age, I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that makes sense. But eight years With a load two- of boys as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, holy fuck. Good for her.
1: In July 1901, the girls who she had the private lessons with um, sat an external examination and only four out of the 14 girls passed, including mm-hmm. our little niece. Um, Following this, she attended the University of Vienna in 1901, and her doctorate was awarded to her on the 1st of February 1906. Dang. And she became the second woman to earn a doctoral degree in physics at the University of Vienna, after Olga Steindler, who had received her degree in
0: 1903. No one talks about
1: her either, but... I know, poor Olga. Yeah. Um now while at the University of Vienna, Paul Ehrenfest I think
0: That sounded flawless.
1: Thank you. Um asked her to investigate an article on optics by Lord Rayleigh that detailed an experiment that produced results that Rayleigh had been unable to explain. Um, She was not only able to explain what was going on, she went further and made predictions based on her explanation and then verified them experimentally, demonstrating her ability to carry out independent and unsupervised research.
0: (laughs) Okay, so this guy, I'm assuming it's a guy, right? Lord. Yeah, you said Lord. Mm -hmm. Basically he's like, I don't know. I saw some shit. I can't really talk about it. Published it. People are like, that is so interesting. And she takes a look at it and she's like, well, obviously this is a reaction of the compound fluminium. Yep. Eating with the compound butt stuff. It's so obvious. Duh. Duh. (laughs) (laughs) And and what the result was is like, oh, clearly you don't need to be supervised Supervised. by a man. Yeah. So
1: carry on with your little research. (laughs) (laughs) Whilst engaged in that research... Meitner was introduced by Stefan Meyer to radioactivity, mm. which was then a very new field of study. Um, she started with alpha particles, um, and in her experiments with collimators and metal foil, she found that scattering in a beam of alpha particles increased the atomic mass of metal atoms.
0: Okay. I bet that just excited the shit out of her, too. You're
1: following me. <laughs>
0: No. But yeah, yeah, go on. (laughs)
1: Later on, this led Ernest Rutherford to predict the nuclear atom. Um, And she submitted her findings on to the Physikalische Zeitkrift on the 29th of June, 1907. I'm guessing that's a scientific paper. I don't know. I didn't check.
0: Or journal. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Encouraged and financially backed by her father, she went to the Frederick Wilhelm University, where the renowned physicist Max Planck taught. Um, now, Planck invited her to his home, nothing dodgy, I don't think, um, and allowed her to attend his lectures, uh, which was very unusual because he was actually on the record as opposing the admission of women to universities in general. Um but he was willing to admit that there was the occasional exception, and apparently he recognized Meitner as one of those exceptions. <laughs> it's because so, she had a nice butt. Lucky her. <laughs> yeah.
0: I hope that like, it was genuinely because of her intelligence and expertise.
1: Yeah, like, I think it was.
0: If I were her, I'd be like, so what's the deal with you just generally don't think women should be admitted to university but i'm okay (laughs) yeah i think that genuinely was
1: yeah that was the general consensus really but i think the more i learned about her she does seem like a a bloody clever woman Mm. and i think they were just generally like blown away by the shit she was doing
0: she's got a brain like a man is she wearing pants because no i'm not sure (laughs)
1: Maybe she's just a feminine-looking man. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Um, When she was not attending Planck's lectures, Meitner approached Heinrich Rubens, the head of Experimental Physics Institute, sorry, the Experimental Physics Institute, about doing some research. Now, Rubens said he would be happy for her to work in his lab and also added that Otto Hahn was looking for a physicist to collaborate with at the Chemistry Institute. And a few minutes later, she was introduced to Han. Remember Han?
0: (laughs) I can't, I don't think I'll forget it.
1: (laughs) So Han had studied radioactive substances under Sir William Ramsey and in Montreal under Rutherford. Um, He was already credited with the discovery of what were then thought to be several new radioactive elements. But in fact, they were isotopes of known elements. But the concept of an isotope, along with the turn, was only compounded in 1913 by a guy called Fred. <laughs> so let's <laughs> <nice> try, Han.
0: <laughs> oh, God, so stupid.
1: <laughs> okay, so Han was the same age as Meitner. Um, and she made note of his informal and approachable manner. Um. Which was not very welcome in those days, in this time, apparently. The locals didn't like it very much, but because he'd been in Montreal, he was quite happy chappy.
0: You, okay, hold on. Sorry, I know I keep interrupting, but like, so he was just a nice, personable guy, and people yeah. were like, what's wrong with him?
1: Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, uh, so in Montreal, Han had become accustomed to collaboration with physicists, including at least one woman, Harriet Brooks. So he's worked with women before. Clearly a just very progressive man. Yeah. He's accustomed to that. So don't worry about it. Uh, so anyway, uh, Mike Noah and Hannah started collaborating and. The head of the chemistry institute, Emil Fischer, gave Han the former woodworking shop in the basement to use as a lab uh, and Han kitted it out with some electroscopes and stuff. But it was not possible to conduct research in the wood shop, however. So one of the heads in the chemistry department allowed Han to use a space in one of his two private laboratories upstairs in the actual Brill University. Not the basement. <laughs> not the basement. Meitner, however, was only allowed to work in the basement, which had its own external exit and entrance. But she could oh, not set foot in the rest of the institute, including Hahn's lab space upstairs. And if she wanted to go to the toilet, she had to use one at a restaurant down the street because they wouldn't allow her to use one in the institute. <laughs>
0: Like, what is she going to do if you use the toilet here? You might get your girl cooties on us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, many scientists did not believe that women could do good scientific work and didn't respect her work or trust any of her results. So,
0: don't you think they would have had a better time letting her do it and then being like, "You fucked all of this up because you're so dumb," and like trying <laughs> to prove her wrong? Yeah, but they that don't. would make more they sense just, to me. Yeah, it's because the reality is is we're actually scared of your brain and doing better
1: than us. And you can have children. Ah! You can do it all. <laughs> <laughs> um her and Han were also working unpaid during this time, so doing shitloads of research, not being paid for it, relying on their father's money mm. to financially mm-hmm. support them. I saw a note as well that said that Han was getting a lot more money than she was from his father, but you know, that's Maybe his father had more money. I don't know. Um, I suppose the
0: implication is is
1: his father was far more supportive supportive than
0: her father of like pursuing this, and so yeah, he like, was willing to give whatever. Maybe that's but what yes, they were I employing. agree. I don't know. Well, but I agree. It could just be. Well, this is what I can give you, kid.
1: Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I got eight fucking children to look after.
0: <laughs> For fuck's sake! What more do you want? <laughs> Your mom doesn't work. She's bedridden from the eight children she had to have.
1: <laughs> She's got the name of an owl. What do you want her to do? Fly around at night, catching (laughs) mice?
0: That's what we've been eating. She's working her butt off. Okay. (laughs) Um,
1: However, luckily, the following year, uh, women were admitted to universities and she no longer had to waddle down the street holding her pee in until she got to a restaurant. So she's networking. She's, you know, she's working her way around. She can now wee indoors. It's great. (laughs)
0: Still can't go to the lab, but at least she can use the bathroom. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So during the first years, uh, Meitner worked together with Hahn, and they co-authored three papers in 1908 and six more in 1909. She also, together with Hahn, discovered and developed a physical separation method known as radioactive recoil, in which... A daughter nucleus is forcefully ejected from its matrix as it recoils at the moment of decay.
0: I'm envisioning a cannon is involved. As you describe that. Yeah.
1: Just like I mean forcefully yeah. ejected would
0: Yeah. Or slingshot, whatever. Yeah, you well, know, use your not. imagination, I guess. Little Adam looking like guy. Mm. There's, There's any scientists out there that <laughs> wanna <laughs> put
1: yeah. this in layman's terms for
0: us. That would be great. Sounds important, but I can't for the life of me guess why
1: or how it is. <laughs> it's further shit. That's all we need to know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, while Han was more concerned with discovering new elements, now known to be isotopes, Meitner was more concerned with understanding their radiations. She observed that radioactive recoil could be the new way of detecting radioactive substances. Uh, and they set up some tests and soon discovered two new more isotopes. <laughs>
0: um, Did they name them? This is Charlie and this is Katarina.
1: <laughs> yeah, we believe they are the actual names for them.
0: Just I, know <laughs> I
1: know some things. I know I know some things. In 1912, Hahn and Meitner moved to the newly founded Kaiser Wilhelm Institute, the KWI, for chemistry. Hahn accepted an offer from Fischer to become a junior assistant in charge of its radiochemistry section, the first laboratory of its kind in Germany. Mm, ooh-la-la. Ooh-la-la. The job title, or the job came with the title of professor and a salary of 5,000 marks per year. Holy shit. Yeah. Bankroll. Bank mm-hmm. Money,
0: money. How much is, is that in today's, do you know? No, you didn't get that information. Oh. Millions. What? <laughs> Two billion dollars
1: Yeah. Year. That was, that was a damn. lot of marks. Man, he yeah. made some marks. Meitner, on the other hand, worked without a salary as a guest in harm <laughs> section. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> I'm laughing because it's just so, so fucked up. Just it up. So unsur- yeah, so unsurprising. I mean, <laughs> nothing you've said is unsurprising <laughs> or surprising. <laughs> it's <was> all
1: unsurprising. <laughs> Where was I? So, yeah, she worked without salary as a guest. In, in she had to sign the guest book every day she came yeah. in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, later that year, though, perhaps fearing that Meitner was in financial difficulties and my return to Vienna. Oh, by the way, this is all in Germany. Did I say that? It's in Berlin.
0: I mean, you, the Marx clued me in, but
1: thank you for clarifying. Yes, for those of you who don't know where Marx were based. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, later that year, fearing that Meitner was in financial difficulties and might return to Vienna since her father had died in 1910, uh, Planck appointed her as his assistant in the Institute for Theoretical Physics in the Friedrich Wilhelm University, uh, where she basically marked his papers or his students' papers. But it was her first paid position, although assistant was the lowest rung on the academic ladder. Uh, but she was the first female scientific assistant in... Now, this is spelt Prussia. I've never heard of that.
0: Yeah, Prussia is just like a, a region that... <clears throat> I don't think we use that term anymore to define it. But if I recall ah. correctly, and I know I don't, it was like <laughs> that area. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Thank God you're here. <laughs> I know things like it? <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh this is when things start picking up for her right okay so proud officials presented Meitner to Kaiser Wilhelm II himself at the official opening of the KWI for chemistry on the 23rd of October 1912 I think they were like we've got a woman <laughs> we're gonna show you her woo do you think
0: he cared, or was he like, "Can she dance? Dance for the man." <laughs>
1: and if they don't dance, then they're no friend of mine. Hey, yeah,
0: that's exactly how that whole thing went. Actually, <laughs> this is what we get for doing this on a Tuesday evening and afternoon. <laughs> okay, so they paraded her out in front of the Kaiser Wilhelm the whatever yes, exactly. and he's like cool you nerds get to work <laughs> i spent a lot of money
1: on this <laughs> <laughs> yeah. find me some fucking shit yeah um but it did work in her favor because the following year she became an associate or a midglide which was the same rank as han although her salary was still less We'll have a look at that. how why i don't, I don't know because Do she's think- got lady bits
0: Yeah. Like, what is she going to do
1: with all that money? Just put it (laughs) on makeup. The radioactive section became the Hahn Maitre Laboratory. So, she is making moves, baby. (laughs) Um, So, Hahn Maitre salaries would soon be dwarfed by the royalties from the Mesothorium, in brackets, middle thorium, radium 228, also called. German radium.
0: I don't understand. They got royalties. So I think you... they, f-
1: yeah, they they got royalties because I I think they f- they found this German radium or discovered it. Um, and how
0: is that different than other radium? Is it got an accent? Is it fat? Or is that the American radium? <laughs> Tell me more. I don't know,
1: Kate. I didn't know you were going <laughs> to ask these many questions. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but basically they produced it for medical purposes So that's why They got a shit kind oh, of
0: royalties okay. for They're finally getting paid for their work Nice
1: Well Han received 66,000 Marks In 1914 And he gave 10% of the royalties To Mitre which I guess Is generous <laughs>
0: And here this whole time I was like waiting for you to be like and he was so good to her and they fell in love and got married but he just basically climbed all over her
1: he did talk very um, highly of her didn't put his money where his mouth is but yeah he was also a bit
0: like but you were in the basement for the majority yeah. of. The yeah he's a bit like that so yeah. grading papers that sort of thing dancing for the Kaiser <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but around this time, Meitner received an attractive offer of an academic position in Prague. But Planky, the other guy <laughs> who I mentioned earlier, didn't want Meitner to leave. So he told Fisher, the other guy I mentioned earlier, and Fisher basically arranged for her salary to be doubled to 3,000 marks.
0: That'll keep her around. He really liked how she would write like A plus on the paper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now I think by this point she is actually. She's now doing research. Yeah. So well done. No, she's
0: still she's still grading his papers too. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. I know it. Planky, just
1: she do it better. <laughs> In July nineteen fourteen, just before the outbreak of World War One, Hahn was called to active duty, and Meitner undertook X-ray technician training and a course on autonomy at the city hospital in Leichterfeld. Was Um, that to help serve, or was that to take over for him? Yes. So she did that to obviously help with the war, which I'll go into a bit more detail. Um, But while she did that, she also completed both the work on the beta-ray spectrum that she had begun before the war with Hahn and another guy called Bayer, um, and her own study of the uranium decay chain. Hmm. Um, so she's just fucking doing everything. And in July 1915, when she uh, she returned to Vienna, where she joined the Austrian army as an X-ray nurse technician, and her unit was soon deployed to the Eastern Front in Poland, and she also served on the Italian front for a while before being discharged in September 1916. Jeez. So she's sciencing, she's nursing, she's armying.
0: <laughs> Just like that's fine, I'll do it all. Just to get on my side hustle so I can get enough
1: money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so following her dischargement. Dischargement? Uh release Uh, I don't know
0: I think it is just discharge right
1: following her discharge (laughs) oh no that's
0: really it, (laughs) it, for some reason when I said it it was fine (laughs) Ah. must be the accent
1: (laughs) following her discharge from the army (laughs) might not return to the KWI um, to continue her research In October. In January 1917, she was appointed the head of her own physics section. Yes, bitch.
0: We made it.
1: mm -hmm. Good job, gal. And the Hahn-Miter Laboratory was divided into separate Hahn and Miter Laboratories. Mitener, sorry, I keep saying Miter. Um, And her pay was increased to 4,000 marks. (laughs) I just want to say to the people at home,
0: the gesticulations Gemma is doing is I'm it's really quite into it. It's quite interpretive, like a lot of. I, I don't know. It's beautiful, though. Thank you.
1: <laughs> I find it helps so, to read. Anyway.
0: Oh, okay. Hmm. But basically, our gal made it. She She's made no it. longer a She's second
1: name. Room. Yeah, name first on the wall. So she was. The first professor of physics in Germany, first woman professor of physics in Germany. Um, And the first, like, head of a lab. Yeah. Not the first, first woman. (laughs) Sorry, it's late here. My brain's not really working. (laughs) A lot of words (laughs) on this page. Turn to decline a little bit. (laughs) Why didn't I choose the Monopoly lady? For fuck's sake.
0: foreshadow for next time i guess yeah
1: (laughs) okay right She's had a pay rise now between 1917 and 1938 loads of other really complicated research happened and was conducted which i won't go into because i'll be honest with you it was a lot of words i didn't understand uh but trust me it was very science yeah
0: (laughs) and important
1: important work (laughs) that they did Uh, And it was, you know, it was great. Um, And Meitner continued her work alongside uh, chemists Otto Hahn and Fritz Strassmann at the Kaiser Wilhelm Wilhelm Institute. Now, after the neutron was discovered in 1932, scientists realised that it would make a good probe of the atomic nucleus. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So Take just, it to
0: dinner first though. Just like <laughs> Okay. Get consent. Fine.
1: <laughs> Stop probing my atomic nucleus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so they they this this thing that they created discovered. is now being discovered, is being repurposed to investigate nuclei, pretty much.
1: Yes. Got it. Easy. You're so good at this. I'm a physicist. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> no, um, just
0: now, from listening to you. <laughs> okay, I'm teaching you yeah. so
1: much. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I just come across as really stupid when I do these reports. The last one, I couldn't no. pronounce any words. This one, I've got no idea what I'm fucking talking about.
0: <laughs> I I actually got a lot of feedback about how beloved your pronunciations were from (laughs) Queen Theodore's episode. Yes. And I think that part of our charm is, you know, not being know-it-alls about everything. We're very approachable and down to earth, even though that is something that's very unusual these days. (laughs) (laughs) I am certainly not a know-it-all. So, I think you're doing
1: great. I know about every fourth word, but... I'm with you. <laughs> just stay with me. We're getting to the yep. point. We're getting there eventually. Um, okay. In 1934, Enrico Fermi bombarded uranium with neutrons, producing what he thought <laughs> were the first elements heavier than... Why are you laughing? Is that, is
0: that... First of all, just like how you're talking, but also is that the scientific term, bombarded? Yeah. <laughs>
1: this was in science papers
0: (laughs) okay okay it's fun it sounds funny to me but i you know what again not an expert
1: (laughs) so enrico fermi bombarded uranium with neutrons producing what he thought were the first elements heavier than uranium Ah, exciting What, what he thought though was he right Most scientists thought that hitting a large nucleus like uranium with a neutron could only induce small changes in the number of neutrons or protons. However, one chemist, Ida Nordak, pointed out that Fermi hadn't ruled out the possibility that in his reactions the uranium might actually have broken up into lighter elements. Though she didn't propose any theoretical basis for how that could have happened and her paper was largely ignored and no one, not even Nodak herself, followed up on the idea. Oh yeah, she got shunned. (laughs) She doesn't give a shit. Basically, Came up with an idea and was like, eh, on to the next. Yep. But following Fermi's work, Meitner and Hahn, along with the chemist Fritz Strassmann, also begun bombarding uranium and other elements with neutrons and identifying the series of decay products. I don't know what any of that means, but sounds clever.
0: In my head they're just throwing shit. Yeah, they're just throwing shit at at tiny little neutrons. (laughs) Or in my head it's a little bit bigger and they're just like Throwing shit at it, Just like, like I hats don't
1: know. and footballs. I know it's probably
0: in a like a little contained thing with a
1: microscope and a little device, and yeah. they're all
0: wearing goggles and stuff. But not in my head. That's not what they're doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so while they're doing that, Hahn carried out the careful chemical analysis, and Meitner, the physicist, explained the nuclear processes involved. Now, Meitner who obviously had Jewish ancestry, worked at the KWI. She actually renounced uh, Judaism when she was quite young and converted to Christianity. But obviously the Nazis didn't care about that. So uh, she worked at the KWI until 1938, July 1938, when she was forced to flee from the bloody Nazis.
0: It didn't even occur to me that that would be coming, despite... Mm-hmm. all of the clues you gave me about the time frame <laughs> and this person. <laughs> so that's sad. I didn't know it was going to turn into that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it sucks, to be honest. Yeah. Because her research really was her whole life. Like, she never got married. She never had kids. She devoted everything to her research because she was bloody good at it. Um, and she tried to hang on. Her position as long as possible, but when it came clear that she would be in danger, she left hastily with just two small suitcases. Mm. Um, she took a position in Stockhol- Stockholm Stockholm. can never say that, Stock Stockholm. Stockholm. She yeah. took a position in Stockholm at the Noble Institute for Physics, but she had few resources for her research there, felt unwelcome and isolated. But she did keep up her correspondence with Hahn and continued to advise him about their joint research. Try throwing a
0: potato at it next
1: time. Love, please. <laughs> that was one of their letters. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Hahn and Strassmann at the Heiser Wilhelm Institute for Chemistry in Berlin. I don't know why I've included all that information. We already know that. Um, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> this is why I never got good marks doing essays at school.
0: <laughs> oh god! Because you just like <laughs> didn't introduce a, a topic and leave it up there. You continually, <laughs> you, like, just waffling. That's what I did. <laughs> <Just> absolute <laughs> waffle. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I was I was still at least in Stockholm, so you reminded me. I'm, yeah, now. I'm bringing
1: you back to Berlin now. I'm painting a picture. Yep, That's what I'm it, doing. Okay.
0: Nazi uh, Germans.
1: Nazi <laughs> Germans. So Hahn and Strassmann, uh back in Berlin, were still bombarding uranium with slow <laughs> neutrons and discovered that barium had been produced. Oh my god. Oh my god, would you believe it? Um Hahn suggested a bursting of the nucleus but he was unsure of what physical basis for the results were again i don't know what that sentence means but okay <laughs> it was
0: words i knew i knew all of the words individually but didn't know what it means altogether no nope, not in that anyway. context
1: they're bombarding they've they've made barium Burst, bursting sure bursting <laughs> suggesting bursting of the nucleus so they didn't know what the physical basis was. It f- was for. Um, so they reported their findings by mail to Meitner in Sweden, who a few months earlier had fled Nazi Germany. Again, I'm repeating myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> this must have been stuff that you've moved. <laughs> <laughs> Copy and pasting is all I've done. No, I get it. I do that too. <laughs> so Meitner and her nephew Frisch, Frisch, Fris, Frisch. That was Frisch. That was what it. Literally- Oh, his parents hated him. F R I S C H. Yeah, fresh. Okay. So yeah, she's she's working with her nephew now. She's got him as like a little assistant. Aww.
0: Um.
1: So they together theorized, then proved that uranium nucleus had been split and published their findings in Nature. Which again, I think, was a scientific paper or journal. Yeah. So Meitner calculated that the energy released by each disintegration was approximately two hundred mega electron volts. Which doesn't sound like a real thing, but it is. According to this, it sounds like a lot of a made up thing. Yeah, it does. (laughs) Um. By analogy with the division of biological cells, they named the process. Fission, or fission. I don't know how you say it. Uh, this fission. principle led to the development of the first atomic bomb during World War II and subsequently other nuclear weapons and nuclear reactors. So...
0: Oh, great. Not all great. <laughs> no, that's horrible.
1: <laughs> no. Um, so, she's basically helped discovered fission nuclear fission mm-hmm. unfortunately it did lead to atomic bombs and nuclear weapons but we'll overlook that it's a mega discovery discovery <laughs> discoverment <laughs> that wasn't her intention that discoverment <laughs> that discoverment no she didn't mean to create atomic bombs that wasn't her intentionment <laughs> <laughs> oh god <laughs> Right, keep crashing at Gemma I'm nearly there. <laughs> Am I? Yeah, I'm nearly there.
0: All right. Why do I feel like something horrible is going to happen in this story? Nah, uh, not really. Oh, good. Okay.
1: Phew. I mean, not any worse than the other crap that's happened to her. Um, Fair. Despite many on- the Sorry. Let me start again. Despite the many honours that Mightna received in her lifetime, she did not receive the Nobel Prize but it was instead awarded solely to Otto Hahn for the discovery of nuclear fission.
0: Do you think he even thanked her in his speech?
1: I don't know. I mean, she was nominated 49 times for Physics and Chemistry Nobel Prizes, Nobel Prizes, but never won.
0: So she at least got acknowledged, I guess, in that way. It's an
1: honour just to be here. Yeah. She's kind of like the Leonardo DiCaprio of the science world.
0: Yeah, or always a bridesmaid, never a bride. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) On the 15th of November 1945, the Royal Swedish Academy of Sciences announced that Hahn had been awarded the 1944 Nobel Prize in Chemistry for his discovery of the fission of heavy atomic nuclei. Hmm. However Meitner was the one who told Hahn and Strassmann to test their radium in more detail and it was she who told Hahn that it was possible for the nucleus of uranium to disintegrate without these contributions from Meitner Hahn would not have found the uranium nucleus can split in half so she well, played a big have. old part We don't know maybe he would have Maybe, maybe he would yeah you're no, you right it sounds-
0: Sounds useless, to be honest. Because <laughs> he was like, I, I don't know, bursting, but I can't really come up with a reason why. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know so why, really. I damn it.
1: But at the time, Meitner herself wrote in a letter, Surely Hahn fully deserved the Nobel Prize for chemistry. There is really no doubt about it, but I believe that Frisch and I contributed something not insignificant to the clarification of the process of uranium fission. How it originates, and that it produces so much energy that That was something very remote to Han.
0: That was kind of gracious of her.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Kind of gracious, but I feel like a kind of backhanded compliment as well, which I quite like.
0: I mean, the thing is, is it's like he deserved it, but I did too. We both could have gotten it because we discovered this together. It's not like it has to go to one person. It can go to multiple people for the
1: same thing. (laughs) They've just fucking overlooked me. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, this is a little bit dark. Um, so after the boring. Let's start again. After the bombing of Hiroshima, Meitner found that she had become somewhat of a celebrity. She had a radio interview with Eleanor Roosevelt. Roosevelt. Roosevelt?
0: Well, I think people say it both ways. I say I call Roosevelt.
1: Roosevelt. president's wife, yeah. Yeah, with Eleanor Roosevelt. And a few days later, another. One with a radio station in New York, during which she heard her sister Frieda's voice for the first time in years because they all got oh. separated because of the war. Yeah. Uh, whilst in America, she visited a Catholic University of America, the Catholic University of America, where she met and discussed physics with Albert Einstein and several other scientists I've never heard of.
0: I know him. Yeah, I know him too. <laughs>
1: Um, and Albert also once called her the German Marie Curie, so he was okay. a big fan. Yeah, but unfortunately, you know, all good things must come to an end. She had a really good life; like there were, she did loads of shit, traveling all over the place and meeting loads of people. After all this, and had a great time, but after a strenuous trip to the United States in 1964, sorry, she had a heart attack. From which she spent several months recovering, um, and her physical and mental conditions weakened by the oh fuck you know by the atherosclerosis. Oh,
0: nailed it. <laughs> yeah.
1: After breaking her hip in a fall and suffering s- suffering several small strokes in 1967, Meitner made a partial recovery, but eventually was weakened to the point where she moved into a Cambridge nursing home. At this point, she's living in England, by the way. Forgot Hmm. to mention that. Mm -hmm. And Meitner died in her sleep on the 27th of October 1968 at the age of 89. Damn. As was her wish, she was buried in the village of Bramley in Hampshire at St. James's Parish Church, close to her younger brother, Walter, who had died in 1964. Her nephew Frisch composed the inscription on her headstone and it reads, Lise Meitner a physicist who never lost her humanity. Aww. And that is the story of Lise Meitner, the overlooked physician who helped discover fission. Physician? Physician and fission. <laughs>
0: um, <clears throat> sorry. I just am choked up a little bit because on one hand... It's like a tale as old as time, right? We know part of the reason I think we wanted to do this was talk about women who've done some great things that maybe got overlooked by society because they were women, but also Mm. she did get some recognition. Like she, It sounds like she eventually, though far later than it should have been, got some recognition and respect in her field. Um, And I mean, like I said, she got nominated, which isn't a small feat, but really it's pretty fucked up that... Mm.
1: 49 Um, times as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. At some point she's going to be like, are you guys going to give me one? Or is this just like, yeah, like you said, Leonardo DiCaprio.
1: Fucking about now. Come (laughs) on. Um, I should probably cite some of my resources, obviously, um, wikipedia.org, which I think is just sort of like a science based website that gives you information on, on scientific discoveries from what I can work on. I do think it's a science journal. Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, there's also APS.org uh, AIP.org Britannica and that was pretty much it and Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Google played a big part in me finding those. So.
0: Thank God for Google. Yeah. yeah um, well, yeah. good one. I liked her.
1: Thanks. It was, it was a mouthful, wasn't it?
0: What led you to talking about her?
1: Um, I... Saved a post a while ago of women that have been overlooked and (laughs) quashed by men for their discoveries, and she was one of them.
0: Well, thank you for telling me about her. Now I know so much more about... Well, no, I probably... My level of understanding and knowledge about, like, nuclear fission and science is probably about the same... But if there was a trivia question that said, Who was the overlooked woman who discovered nuclear fission? I would get it right. Exactly. So, yeah, any science nerds out there who want to explain to us like we're five, literally anything that Gemma said that we, you know, <laughs> were vulnerable enough to acknowledge that we. We're not uns- We were not totally
1: sure. <laughs> I genuinely nearly Googled like <laughs> nuclear fission for dummies because I was just like, <laughs> "Do you think, such a, th- what do you think is this? such a website exists?" I don't know, shall I know?
0: <laughs> I will just say because I felt so dumb that I didn't know this or was kind of scrambling. Prussia is a was a German state located on the most north European plain and. Was for- It formed the German Empire when it united the German states in 1871. And Frederick Wilhelm III was the king of Prussia. Ah. There we have it. <laughs> all these
1: Wilhelms. Wilhelm. Um,
0: you know, Wilhelm.
1: Okay, so nuclear fission for dummies. Fission occurs when a neutron slams into a larger <laughs> atom. So that was all the bombarding <laughs> that we were yeah. talking about. Uh, forcing it to excite and split into smaller atoms. Also, it's a known. kink. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a kink of these atoms. So they get it's like very
1: okay. I and then they split into two. So it's basically splitting an atom into two, which is known as fission products. Additional neutrons are also released that can initiate a chain reaction. When each atom splits, a tremendous amount of energy is released.
0: And you can harness it into a bomb, yes, which can fuck up a lot of things. Which so all that's love. so we, I, I, you know, we discover something and we're like, how can we make this a weapon?
1: Yeah, that's cool. all We're thinking every day, all day, is <laughs> how can I make this into a weapon? How can I weaponize this?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's if true. You're not
1: thinking that you're not human, so no.
0: Get on, get on our
1: level, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> get with the times, motherfuckers.
0: Well, good job. Thank you. I thought you were brilliant.
1: Oh, thank you, Catherine. I appreciate it. Uh, I think I'm going to learn how to write essays so for my next report.
0: No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't change a thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, dear listeners, um, Gemma and I need to go to sleep now because that yeah. was tiring for us both. My brain hurts and she's tired because it's like 1 a.m. there. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's more Not like money. 11 p.m., yeah, but whatever. Money. We're old. <laughs> it's a school <laughs> it's night. It's a school night. Jinx. <gasps> you can't talk. Okay, Gemma, go ahead. Thank you. Gemma, 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 Gemma. Gemma. I, don't, I don't remember what the rule <laughs> is for that game. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. As always, oh, oh I'm be very baby. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> <The shit show. laughs> um, as always, do get in touch and you know send in your crap to us at um, talk shit with with us to us talk shit to us at gmail. That's it. Talk shit to us at gmail dot com. Um, uh, we're also on social media at TSYB Pod. If you want to yep. give us a follow, um, also if you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and you're not already following us, then uh, just give us a little follow click because it Download, helps other subscribe. people find the podcast. If you like, want to give rate, us- review, yeah, all that shit. That would also be lovely.
0: And with that, let's go the fuck to bed.
1: Yay. <laughs> it's good to see you, G. And you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Uh,
0: thank you. Oh, I want, actually really want
1: you to keep that one in. <laughs>